At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Check your feelings at the door. Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? David Cully, Texans head coach, does something so bizarre during the game that it, it was left head scratching. The only thing more head scratching than that is something Steve Spurrier did almost 30 years before. John Harbaugh trusts Lamar Jackson implicitly. Is this is the way the team should do it? Should you charge to be a guest on a podcast? That got social media going crazy, and that's cancel or consequence today. And there was a great high school comeback, but is it the greatest comeback of all time? And Gabby Petito is found and it is not good news but so much drama surrounding that chris rock gets COVID, and then he tries to get canceled by conservative media and of course the best of social media i'm george reister he's ralph amsden and this is reister or wrong the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. And you guys can get a hold of us. 818-293-7547. Leave us a message. Or, uh, yeah, leave us a message. Don't call. <laughs> um, and shoot us an email. I'm at I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. So, Ralph, yes, yesterday, yesterday in the NFL, a strange thing happened. And I could not, for the life of me, make sense of it. David Culley, who was the head coach of the Houston Texans, they were playing against the Cleveland Browns. It was third down and 15. And they picked up 13 yards. They got all the way down to the to the uh, Browns 47-yard line. It was fourth and one. So it was one of those long ones, short twos. Like It was like one and a half yards. So I'm going to call it fourth and one and a half. And but the Cleveland Browns had an offsides penalty. And so that's a five yard penalty. So you can either do one or two things. You can either accept the penalty and it's fourth down and one on the Cleveland Browns. Forty seven. Mind you, this is in the first quarter. I I think it was. And then um, or you can replay the down. Right. Those are your two options. Ralph, what do you think most coaches would do in that situation? Replay the down and give your offense a chance to get the yeah. first down. Or say it's fourth and one and do what? Go for it. Yep. David Cully chose neither one of those two options. This dude decided to, well, actually, yes, he chose neither option. He decided to decline the penalty. So it's fourth and one. So everybody's like, okay, cool. You just go for it. No, this dude lines up and punts. Lines up and punt it. And then Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, they pan the camera over to him. He said, he did what? He's punting. Well, okay, cool. And that leads me to a school of thought, which I learned from Dan Beyer, who I do a show with on Sundays on Fox Sports Radio. He says how he determines what a team should do in a, in a, in a given situation Think about what the other team would want you to do and then do the opposite of that. (laughs) I was like, that's and I couldn't figure out, Ralph, why would he not go for it or give his chance a team to replay the down? He said, I wanted to play the field position game. At least he admitted he was wrong. How often do you see a coach come out and be like, I was frustrated and made the wrong decision. Like it came, he basically came like it came out of a place of frustration and inexperience. Yes. Like he's admitting it. So he's what, been like, coaching for like, he's like 70 years old almost, bro. He's been in the NFL for like 30 years. I know he's inexperienced as a head coach, but who punts instead of giving your chance? You just picked up 13 on the last third and 15. Why not give yourself a chance to pick up 10? I don't know. Mistakes get made. And as long as people are willing to, to, to own it afterward, how many, I mean, all of, all of sports is watching people make questionable decisions Monday morning quarterbacking it from the other side. And then being feeling like you're gaslit when the coach comes out and is like, (laughs) we thought we had something there. (laughs) All right. So which, which decision do you like better? David Cully's 
or when you go back to um, or when you go back many, many years to, to Steve Spurrier, where he punted on third down, right? He punted yeah. intentionally on third down. And he said, quote, I was sort of sick of watching us play offense for a while there. That may have been the sloppiest offensive game that I can remember. We just don't seem very smart right now. So which one do you like better, David Cully or Steve Spurrier being, being like, F them kids, man, F this offense? Yeah, I we, I think I like Steve Spurrier trying to send a message to his own team more than more than the entire team now looking at David Coley and wondering if he is equipped to do this job. I think David Coley created a um, an opportunity for his own team to doubt him. Yes, and you don't want that as a leader. Um, so I would say that, that I I would I don't like either situation. I don't like anybody who punts on the other side of the field anyway. Yes. Like, Bro, I don't, the I, analytics it, it, tell you. Yeah. If if I were a coach, I I would not be as aggressive as the kid as the coach who used to be the high school coach who used to be in Arkansas, who's I think he's coaching in college somewhere now, who ne- rarely, like almost never punted on fourth down. Like once I cr- once I cross the, my own 35, I'm pretty much going for anything that's under three yards. Yeah. Because if you call plays not thinking that third down is your last down, but fourth down is your last down, then you, it'll change the way that you call plays, which will change the outcome of those plays. Yeah. I, I, I'll never forget when uh, Todd Graham came to Arizona state and he was like left lane hammer down. If we're on your side of the field, we're going to go for it. And then he spent five years taking intentional five yard penalties and quick kicking with his quarterback. And it was like, this is not what you <laughs> said you were going to do uh, when, when you got here. It's, it's, it's frustrating because it's, it, you might be playing the field position game, But I actually feel like when it comes to the momentum, like nothing makes a defense feel more relieved than when you punt and they've allowed you onto their side of the field. Yep. So you might be putting pressure on their offense, but the defense feels great. And then like there's nothing that takes the wind out of a a team sales um, more than having somebody march 90 yards down the field on you after you gave them an extra possession. What happened? What happened in the Texans game after uh, the Texans punted? Did they give up any points? Oh, that's a legitimate question. I don't know the answer to that, but they but they lost the game twenty one to thirty one, and so it was fourteen fourteen. Yeah, it was fourteen fourteen at halftime, and uh, I'm gonna go to the play by play of that one because that one was just absolutely insane to me i was like i i don't understand why you would ever ever do that so the it, it gets way worse when you're in a close game and you surrender an opportunity to score and if they potentially scored after you did that then that's the game then you coached yourself into a loss yeah um oh no 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 that was in the first quarter and then the next drive the texans got an interception and they actually went up 14 to seven. Okay. So it didn't actually like 
it didn't it didn't cost them a game or anything like that. Uh, but it could it could have you're you're a worse team. If you are aggressive right there, then you then you send a different mentality to your team. And I'm a person I despise, dude. I first of all, I root for black coaches, right? Just in general, yeah. because I want them to do well. It's hard for them to get jobs, all of that stuff. But then when you do stuff like this, you completely turn turn me off. I'm like, up. Oh, fire him who cares <laughs> because i there is something about weakness and i don't mean meekness weakness when you play not to lose you are it, it's it's gross it's so lukewarm and and it makes you want to just i'm just like ew ew like dude have some cojones believe in your team it's different it was if it was fourth and six okay punt the ball but, dude, this scary not playing to win football, I am all out on it. And how many times do we see teams lose when they do that? They they deserve it. They absolutely d- deserve it. That's exactly why Nebraska couldn't beat Oklahoma under, even though no, Oklahoma struggled. There was no way Nebraska could win that game because Nebraska came into the game at a deficit, they they could have started the game off 35-0 and would have lost. All because Scott Frost tried to cancel the game because he was scared. Like, th- these principles operate no matter it, whether it's football, NFL football, college football, basketball, life, your, 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 your business as an entrepreneur. If you play not to lose, you will not win. If I I want to I want to say like if I was head coach of the 2021 Houston Texans I might never punt. What do you have to lose? Yeah, like I said, they hired me. I'm set up for failure. In this situation. We're <laughs> I'm not already set up for failure. So why not go to go win? Yeah, we're not punting and we're not kicking field goals. We're and we are onside kicking every time. Like what? Literally, what do you have to lose? Yeah, they're gonna fire you anyway. Yeah, dude, you are. He is Byron Scott in the you know, NBA, where we're like Byron Scott always takes the job at, that's in a shitty situation where you cannot win. He knows he's gonna get fired, but he's gonna collect some millions in the process. Oh yeah, he's he's this year's Steve Wilkes, just yep. waiting for the next Cliff Kingsbury to come along. Yep, yep. That's that's exactly exactly, dude. Exactly. But that was gross and it frustrated me. And it, anyways, all right, on to the next thing. Uh, in the Monday night football game last night, you had it was the end of the game. Fourth and one. The Chiefs were marching down to go score. I mean, it was it was I mean, like cutting butter with a hot knife. <laughs> they were going down. Then they hand the ball to Clives Edwards Elaire. For the first run play of the drive, and then he fumbles the ball. The Ravens get the ball back. It's fourth down and one. And it's a minute and like 10 seconds left. And uh, and the Ravens, if this were David Culley, he would have 100% punted the ball, right? Probably. They were at midfield. And, and this is old school 
Foot football. Oh, I'm going to rely on my defense. Fool, your defense already gave up 35 points, first thing. Um, the uh, second thing is, is Patrick Mahomes. So it is, what, uh, yeah, minute and 10 seconds left. And the Chiefs used all their timeouts. If you give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in that situation, at the very least, Ralph, he's going to get a field goal attempt, right? True. And they, oh, and it was a 35 36 game, just so we have that out there. So you understand they only needed a field goal. So John Harbaugh mouths to Lamar, yells at him, Lamar, what do you want to do? Do you want to go for it? And he's like, and Lamar's like, yeah, let's go for it. And then they picked up the first down. Is this the way coaches should handle this? Uh, I mean, your quarterback is your is the leader of your team, and he's your franchise guy. And I, I never like it when. I I really don't like it when a quarterback feels like they have all the momentum, and then they look to the sideline and they say we should do it. And then the coach says, no, punt team. And you just watch the quarterback's shoulders drop. That's one of my least favorite things in all of football is when the quarterback's like, yeah, let's do this. And then the power completely gets taken out of their hands. Conversely, when a quarterback talks a coach into it and then they don't get it, that's a really weird dynamic. So I do appreciate that it comes from the coach to say, hey, if you want this, go get it. Yep. To put it, and to he put, went to because go you get know it. what the answer is going to be. The answer was not going to be no. That situation did not exist. But to still, this is like when the, the, this is going to be a really really weird uh, metaphor. But just bear with me. This is like when people talk about like, well, consent's going to ruin the uh, the the idea of spontaneity in dating and 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 um, and hooking up with people. Like <laughs> verbal consent's going to ruin it. Like, no, nah, man. <laughs> Look at look at <laughs> look at John Harbaugh getting verbal consent. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, like no, just like as as long as you're not a giant weirdo about what you're doing, just say like, hey, is this cool? All right, let's do it. <laughs> like that's a that's a really weird place to take it, but I, I don't know. I think I think that obviously they were gonna go for it no matter what, but it it, it kind of makes it cool that they had that connection as as player and coach. To just be like, hey, if you want this, you you go and get it. Like, I'm going to put it on your shoulders because I believe in you. And that's just a it, it's just an affirmation of an already understood situation. Yeah, I I loved it because, and I love that you hate those situations with quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs against Tampa Bay in the playoffs last year. Dude, you're down eight points. It's fourth and eight. On the eight with like a little over two minutes left. Yes, you have three timeouts. But you kick a field goal. Like I still for the life of me cannot understand how that makes any sense. They're like, get, hey, hey, just get the points. What the hell good is the points going to get you when you still need a touchdown? It's just nonsensical. And. There are so many coaches who would have punted in that situation. And I learned from Chip Kelly, from talking to him. And it made so much sense that the optimal way to win football games is to, if you're up by, if you're up by m- more than one score, it's different. But if you are not, if you're up by, you know, one score or less, 
always in the game with the ball in your hands. So you can't be like not aggressive. You have to end the game with the ball in your hands. So like if you know based upon clock and timeout that there's like two seconds left in the in the game that there's going to be two seconds left, then you need to run around in a circle, throw it up or something or do what Tom Brady did. Uh, in week one against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Get the ball and then just chuck it out of bounds. That's like six seconds off each time, 18 seconds off the clock. And, and then you kick a field goal to win win the game. I am just not in favor of that. And you had Mike McCarthy do this yesterday too. He played, you're paying Dak Prescott $40 million. It's a tie game and you play for a 57-yard field goal. I know that you have Greg Zerline, but shit, get closer. Are you kidding me? I, I I was hoping that he missed. I was I was praying that he missed. And I didn't even have a dog in a fight because I hate that sort of play. It it's awful. Like if if it were enough, if it were only a few minutes left, like a minute and some and that's as close as you can get, or time won't allow you if you try to be too aggressive, that you won't that the time could run out. I understand that. He had like four and a half minutes left, and he's just intentionally inching down the field. Dude, get to the 30 or something to make it a uh, under 50-yard field goal. It worked out, but that sort of behavior is going to cost the Cowboys. Mark my words. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, some of the same stuff from Mike McCarthy's previous tenure is going to probably rear its head. It's it's tough. It's got to be really really tough as a um as a football coach when when you're facing those like bird in hand um decisions of like should we should we play it safe or should we, you know, be ourselves, be what got us here. Um and you always see coaches kind of defer to uh, the game management situations that they know instead of who they are in the first quarter, who they are in the second quarter. Um, because uh, what you should are be more- making the same decisions in the, f- the the exact same way that you want officials to call the game the same way in the fourth quarter as they do in the first quarter is the same exact way you should call a football game. You should call the plays the same way in the first quarter as you do in the fourth quarter. Like there that that obviously permitting that you're not down by a lot or something like like that. I'm talking about the same aggressiveness. Yeah. If if you won't go for it in the first quarter, you shouldn't go for it in the fourth quarter. If you would go for it in the first quarter, you should go for it in the fourth quarter. It, this scared play, dude. When the and I'm a person who believes firmly in the the term that I've coined, which is manalytics. You take the analytics, right, and then you combine them with common sense in the situation because because the analytics are right. They are they are 100 right as it relates to a um a large sample size they're they're always right like like, like if if they say all right you have an 85 percent chance of getting this first first down but then that's over the course of you know eight eighty thousand plays but now if you understand oh wait hold up my uh, running back is out he's hurt his backup is out my quarterback is hurt too now I don't care what the analytics say. My analytics my say uh, I have a problem right here. You know, I look or I looked in this dude's eyes. He's not ready to play today. I don't care what his batting average is against this pitcher because I looked in his eyes. I know his wife's getting ready to leave him. He's got a kid sick with COVID. This, he's not ready to play. I don't care what the I don't care what the numbers tell me. I'm sitting in the locker room. I just talked to him. He was crying his eyes out. I know he's not ready to play. So, like, I, that's where manalytics have to trump what the damn computers say. And then also this old school football or basketball, baseball, whatever thinking. It's over. 
It's a new day. The game is played different. Get over this uh, this idea that you have some, you know, like this old school. Now, it doesn't work. Nick Saban had to change. The greatest coach, uh, Bill Belichick, has had to change. And if you don't think that you've had to change, oh, football's still the same. It ain't. Stop it. Okay, so I want to run something by you because I maybe it was uh, a couple of beers this weekend, but I, I I got hit by just a ton of bricks epiphany that um, that that I want I want to see if it makes sense to you. So I've always looked at football coaches uh, the same way that I've kind of looked at golfers. Right, they're very good at what they do. They're very serious about what they do. They have a pretty good understanding of of the of the situations that they might find themselves in the only difference is the patch of 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 green that it's being played on and what adversity is coming your way but it's your job as a football coach for the most part to know what some of the um situational occurrences might be and to react accordingly uh and and to do so in an analytical way that mixes your gut with this is best case scenario i've always looked at football coaches the same way that I've looked at golfers, especially financially, because I've always looked at golfers as they go out there, they give it their best shot. And the check that they're handed at the end of the day reflects not only their effort, but the the effort of the market. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot you can do in golf to be like, all right, well, if I make this next putt, it, it nets me X amount of dollars. It, it has, there's so many interdependent pieces that they're not thinking about the money until they get the check, right? Well, well, or, or unless you are the, like, you are last out. Like, if you're the last person in the, like, like if you're in the last pairing, then you are the only people that have some sort of control or know kind of what's happening in front of you. Like, aside from that, no. And, okay. and it's got to be the last pairing on the last day. Like, it doesn't matter with the okay. last pair. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only time that that's not true. Yeah. But for the most part, it sorts itself out and you get what you get. Right. Yeah. So that's always been my attitude about football coaches. Well, I had a conversation and you're probably going to laugh at just how naive I am. But I had a conversation this weekend with a college football coach who was talking about how their team um, went out there and did, didn't perform up to par. And uh, and he's like, man, I really just feel like our head coach was making some financial decisions. Mm. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, like that, you know, if 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 things had gone this way, they'd have got X. If things had gone this way, they'd have got X. And and it just hit me like a ton of bricks in that moment. I thought about it for the rest of the day is there are some people in the coaching profession who are out there acting the same way that somebody would act on deal or no deal. Like they are thinking about their bank account and their bottom line as the game's going on. And I don't know why it never occurred to me before before this conversation of like football is entertainment. It's a game. We're watching it in the same way that you would when I was over at your house, you show me that game, the wall or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that it's not that much different. They're watching something unfold that they have a hand in, but ultimately there's also some chance and fortune at play. And depending on the way that things go, massively affects their bottom line. I would, my entire life, I refuse to equate 
football coaches to like how I used to behave when I worked for MCI, knowing if I got one more unsuspecting old couple to sign up for long distance by the end of the day, I was going to get a hundred dollar bonus for that day. But there mm. really are football coaches that are out here thinking in that manner, like yeah. yard yardage bonuses and offense and total defense. And whether you knock off a, a ranked team or it, or if you, um, or an F, uh, if you're an FCS team or if you're a group of five team, whether you knock off a power five team and that it not, and not that only can changes it affect, people's decision-making. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yep. Not just in the game, but after the game in the way that they treat the kids, because like, you know, college kids come running off the field after losing a game that would have netted you a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Had they not made some execution errors, how are you going to feel about those? People? I hate you kids. Yeah, <laughs> you like, took we, we money watched, off my fork, even though you're not getting any. Right. So when I was watching the wall at your house, it's like, oh, we're watching these like married couples, like, like say, like, hey, you might lose us fifty thousand dollars, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to leave you. <laughs> it's essentially like <laughs> what they're saying. But you know, inside, they're like, especially if they would have done something differently. Like there, there's that dynamic at play of like, how, this is how you're going to treat this person forever because they because they failed you because they ultimately cost you. And a lot of these coaches from head coaches to assistants are all coaching for their future and for their job. And it's just starting to hit me more and more, even though I've been around this game for the last, you know, decade full time, always around this game and these people and talking to coaches and talking to athletes and everything. It's finally starting to hit me that like this family dynamic functions a lot more like my actual family than it does the picturesque idyllic version of what a family is. Everybody has an opinion about what the person in charge is doing. The person in charge is probably thinking about their bank account a lot more than we like to admit. And, um, and it, it just makes me wonder, you know, you got these coaches who are kind of coaching not to lose. Are they thinking about, are they thinking about the bottom line? How much does the, does the finances go into the decision that they're making within the actual game? And uh, that takes a little bit of the shine out of it for me, but it also helps me see it a lot more from an entertainment perspective um, especially on those high levels than how I see it coming from the world of covering a lot of high school football in that, like, it's about the, the game itself. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that it's just, there is a bunch of grown men out there making financial decisions is a really interesting way to look at, at, at some of this stuff. And that might also be what comes into punting and playing for field position in that, in that situation. Bro, that is so damn lame. It is so lame. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, something else that other people have considered lame, and that is our cancel or consequence topic for today. Do we need to cancel? Cancel? Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. And um, there was a guy named Kevin Clark, who's a you. He does a podcast on the Ringer, other things, and. He was asked to be on a podcast and he actually touted the fact that he was asked to be on a podcast and he told them that he charges in between 100. Wait, what did he say? A 50 and 150 per podcast appearance. And then that led to people ratioing him about charging to be on podcasts. And I thought that that thought this was an interesting topic and. So have you ever heard of anybody charging to be on a podcast, Ralph? Yes. Um, Yes, I have. Uh, But I don't know. I think I think this Dan Clark is who you're talking about, because Kevin Clark is like the ringer's main dude. (laughs) Like, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Dan Clark. My bad. And Dan Clark has now protected his tweets because he got ratioed by all of uh, um all of Twitter for an unendingly for three days now um, about saying that he charges to go on baseball podcasts for his time and for his prep. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, it, I think that I think that the industry should move more toward this direction as certain podcasts establish themselves. I think that the top podcasts should 
pay for appearances. But I think for everybody else, we all know that this is a networking tool that we all got involved in in the first place to help elevate everybody's um, situation in sort of a, a commune-based way. All right, this is how you help everybody. This is the rising tide that rises all boats. Like so, for people for people to hear that somebody is charging or that they would never appear um, without without um, getting a fee to appear 99.9% of the podcast ecosphere is going to really reject that and be super upset because by it. 99% of podcasts make no money. Right. That's the, that's the reason why. And see, here's here, here's the thing. I remember reading an article the other day. Uh, well, actually it was a few months ago. And I remember we were talking about it. Isn't it something like 1% of podcasts, actually get over or is it five percent of podcasts get over 150 listens per uh episode or something like that and that's why ralph is absolutely staggered at the numbers that we do on this podcast he's like bro just it and i for one understand how difficult it is to start a podcast and to build it and make it grow because that's what we did here there was nothing here there was nothing here and now all of you guys are here and we thank you for that but the idea that all that anybody who asks you to go on a podcast is should should pay you is wrong and in 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 my opinion because they the majority of them make no money like they don't sell ads against it my only other thing about it, though, is also is people have a right to charge for their services. And if they try to charge you and you're like, no, that's not within my budget or I don't have it, whatever. The answer is just just no. you find another guest. I mean, I, I don't see what the problem is on either side. I agree. I, I agree, because like if somebody asked me for a fee to appear on this show. It would really depend on what they were bringing to the table, but I would like to try to like meet that need, and I, I would appreciate that they value their work, and I would understand that if we're not able to do it, and they would understand if, as long as that communication's there. I wouldn't go flex on Twitter if somebody said no, even if they said it aggressively, and then draw more attention to myself. I I didn't have an issue with his his tweet that everybody else had an issue with. I had an issue with the subsequent twelve tweets that were talking about how great it was that he was getting all this negative attention. Because he had haters now. Anybody who celebrates having haters makes my my skin crawl because they did it. It goes to show the original motivation was just attention. Yep. I my, The reason that I work with you is that the original motivation, despite some people thinking that we just bang pots and pans on the ground to get people to look this way, the primary motivation that we have is to make something fun together that we would want to consume or that we would want to listen to. I could not work with you if all you cared about was um, how many people were listening to what we had to say. And I don't yeah. think that you could work with me if that's all that I correct was focused see, on be, either. See, because like, yes, the numbers are important, right? Because you do need right. to know what content works. If people are enjoying it, if you need to switch something up, Whatever it is, because we get feedback, we look at numbers, all of this stuff, and then we make adjustments to help make a better product that people are going to enjoy. So I have no problem. That's why I said I have no problem with people charging to be on podcasts, but I also don't have a problem with people saying saying no. 
But the idea that we're going to go on, I didn't like the fact that he went on Twitter like, oh, somebody tried to get me to come on their podcast for free. Ah, ha, ha. Like, bro, like, just chill. The answer was no. It's all right. Right. Uh, and and 99.9% of podcasts exist as a promotional tool. And the, and the hive mind around this situation is that we're all using our promotional tools to rotate around, give everybody a little shine, and in turn get a boost ourselves. Yep. Like Absolutely. that is the whole point. But for other people who are experiencing success in this space and want to monetize, like that's awesome. That's really, really good for you. I think that the biggest podcasts out there as long as they're not specifically being used to promote something. So like, let's say the Mark Marin podcast, if Mark Marin gets somebody on his show, who's trying to promote a movie or a book that they've written or something like that, then they shouldn't shouldn't pay because yeah. But if Mark Marin really wants to interview a musician that doesn't ever do interviews very often or something like that, and he wants to, and, and, and for his own personal purposes, wants to get them on, on that show, then he should pay that person to be, in that situation no, i have no issue with that no problem at all and um, i would absolutely depending on the guest and we're we're, we're going to have a paid guest here pretty soon depending on the guest i would absolutely especially in the age of name image and likeness and we want to support people coming off up off of that i would absolutely pay people for their time yep i have no problem with that at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER All right. Uh, the next thing is this is kind of a and interestingly enough, I did not hear about this story until I saw a crazy person on my timeline saying that 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 this girl is not dead. This is an Illuminati effect. But I saw her name trending, but I was too busy. And then then I and I wasn't. Like I had a bunch of stuff going on, so I really wasn't on Twitter. And then it was Saturday, too. So I'm watching college football all day. I'm not paying attention to anything else. And the name Gabby Petito was trending. And Ralph, you can and instead of talking about this prior to the show, Ralph was like, wait till the show. I'm going to tell you the whole thing. So I didn't look. I didn't read anything. All I know is that they believe her body was found uh, that. I just know she's a young girl. She was with her boyfriend when she went off somewhere. And then now they found her body and he's a person of interest. That is literally, I don't know any more than that, except for she's white girl with blonde hair. That that's it. All right. So I'll give you the story and I'll get you, I'll get your reaction to it as we go. So, um, one of the things that became very evident, and I'm, I, I, it would not surprise me if it crossed your mind as well, because people just wanted to get the hell out of the situation they were in um, during the pandemic. One of the things that we saw a lot of people do is sell all their stuff, buy a van or a bus, convert it, and just go travel. Yeah. We saw a lot of people do that. Yes. Right? So um, Gabby Petito and her boyfriend, uh, I believe his name is Brian Lori or Brian Laundry. Brian Laundry. So Gabby Petito and her boyfriend slash fiance, um, Brian Laundry had uh, decided to convert a transit van and and just tour America, right? They got into like hiking and sightseeing as a couple. They decided to make it their full-time thing and they, they wanted to put it on social media as they went. Um, they have been at it for a few months. They left New York. They hit. They went to the Western United States. Have they um, been posting? They were posting all through July and August. Okay. So... In August, in late August, uh, they made their final social media posts in Salt Lake City. Um, They had been doing some stuff around Salt Lake City, Utah. Gabby Petito FaceTimed her mom and said that they were headed north to Yellowstone. They went to Yellowstone, and that's the last anybody ever heard from her. Okay. This is on... That's probably a lot of people who go to Yellowstone, but... Not, I don't mean a lot, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like that, 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 that happens sometimes that you Yellowstone, I would imagine. Right. It, it, you can, there are some dangers there in Yellowstone wildlife. Um, uh, 
a lot of, you know, unsafe places to go climbing and stuff like that. Every year you hear about people, um, but they're, they're almost always found. Uh, the, the thing about you know, my, my dad was a park ranger at Yellowstone. I know a lot of people who have worked for the Forest Service and the Park Service there. Um, that's the area of the country that I'm from. If somebody goes missing, they're going to get found because there's, you know, the people who work there know the, the, the lay of the land so well. But there's not a lot of areas within the park where you have the ability to communicate with others. Still not great cell phone service, things like that. So you need Maybe a sat I'm- phone if you go out there especially if you get off the beaten path like that may, Verizon might work in a couple of like the really crowded camping spaces but for the most part not not much of a signal if you're, you're going to go to Yellowstone I've been to Yellowstone every year for the last 25 years you know that you're just not you, you're not really able to communicate outside of the park once once you're in most places in the park especially if you get away from the main camping areas so um they head up to Jackson Hole in Yellowstone the posting stops when they're in Salt Lake on on August 25th, and then she, they just stop hearing from her altogether. Um, he, Brian Laundry, ends up in Florida with the van and no Gabby. What? Two weeks later. Yeah. So after not hearing from her daughter, uh, Gabby Petito's mother um, did a missing persons report. They ended up finding the van and Brian Laundry in Florida at his parents' house, where she had been living with his parents in Florida. I I, I don't understand. Okay, so I immediately have questions, right? Since okay. since we're talking through this, your girlfriend, fiance, you leave with her to Yellowstone. You're blogging about this, all these amazing adventures that you guys go on. You go to Florida. No mention, like you don't tell anybody that she's gone. He didn't tell anybody that she was gone. No. And to make matters worse, when contacted by the police and the FBI, he refused to speak with them. So Gabby Petito's parents are looking for answers on where she's at. And he won't even speak with investigators. He won't give them a hint as to where they might be able to find her. Nothing. So refusing. So my. My next thought is, okay, there is a possibility that they got in a fight and she was like, leave me here. Or he was like, get out of the van. I'm leaving you you here. There is that possibility. But also, but like if somebody contacted you, you you'd be like, dude, I left her ass there. She I found out she was cheating on me. I found out this, this, this. I left her ass in in Wyoming. F her. Like that's what I would expect. The But okay, go on. Finish telling the story. So then about 10, so 10, 11 days before their last post, it comes out that they had police respond to what looked like a domestic violence incident in Utah. Okay. And so the police came out, Brian Laundry had scratches on his face and, and Gabby Petito was crying hysterically. It was called in by a third party who said that it looked like, you know, there was a conflict, um, when police got there, they separated the two of them and got each of their stories. Um, she cried for like an hour straight. And she basically said, like, I have OCD and anxiety and all this other stuff. Um, it just gets to be a lot sometimes. You know, I'm in the middle of an episode. Yeah. Um, she was trying to get her phone or his phone from him or something like that. And mm. um so he was a lot more calm. He just said, like, uh, I don't think she's on any medication. She's just crazy. She gets overwhelmed sometimes. Um, you know, 
and he has this whole conversation with police. The police say, we're not going to cite you guys for any domestic violence things, but under our policy, you got to split up for a day. So we're going to drive him to a hotel. She can sleep in the camper van. And so the police drive him to a hotel and the whole conversation, the whole way is recorded. And, and the cop that took him to the hotel was pretty much like, Hey, like my wife is on anxiety meds. It's made our lives 10 million times better. Not telling you what to do, but like my life as a married man, five and a half years is much better now that my, my wife is on medication. Um, and then he drops Brian laundry off at a hotel. And then Gabby Petito supposedly sleeps in the van and they were separated for a day. Okay. So th- there was, so then that comes out. Um, and then a TikToker says that she picked Brian laundry up hitchhiking on like August 29th in, um, South of, uh, Grand Teton National Park, north of Jackson Hole. Okay. And he was by himself. Okay. And then a travel vlogging family that has one of those mounted dash cams that just records the whole day. Yeah. So that they can edit in B-roll footage to their travel vlog. Actually got the van on camera on August 27th at a, um, at a dispersed camping area in Grand Teton National Park. So Brian Laundry still hasn't talked to investigators, but because this travel vlog family got the van on camera, they decided to go search that area and they found a body. And they're pretty sure it's her. And now Brian Laundry is missing. So Brian Laundry was in Florida yes. two weeks after. With the van. With the van. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, dude, they're, they're going to be like 10 podcasts made about this. Yeah, it's it, it, it when like in all actuality, it's 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 pretty horrifying as a parent because, you know, the, the, these are the type of kid, things that kids do. Right. Like they go dude, out and this is either one of those. The, the truth is stranger than fiction stories or like the shit. So, so obvious that it seems that no way it's that obvious, bro. Like, okay. So when, so he was found hitchhiking after the van was seen, right? A TikToker says that they picked him up as a hitchhiker. He offered them $200 to drive him 10 miles to Jackson said that he was on a cross-country road trip with his fiance, but he hadn't seen her in a couple of days, that they were camping separately at this point. And this was a couple of days after the police incident. This was two weeks after the police incident in a different state and two days after the van was caught on camera in the area where the body was ultimately found. So, so, so how was he separated from the van and then got the van back? How did he get to the van? I don't know. I don't, I don't So she said that he, that they made conversation for like 10 minutes. And then he said, uh, he, that he freaked out and got out and said he'd hitchhike from somebody else. They said that he offered to pay $200 to take uh, them to, to him to Jackson hole. And when they said that they were going to Jackson hole, he's like, I can't go to Jackson hole. And he just got out. So I don't know how much of that is verified, but this girl who made the, the TikTok saying that, she had picked him up, said that she's already spoken to investigators and stuff like that. So he's gone from Florida now. 
So he was not making himself available to investigate. This is the thing that's frustrating most people is like, why are they not just able to detain him, take him in for questioning and everything like that? Well, there was no body, just a missing person. So he's just a person of interest and he doesn't have to talk to investigators if he doesn't want to. And they can't detain him because they have no reason to detain him yet because they didn't have a body. So the family, uh, Gabby Petito's family was pissed off because she had lived with that family like that. They just mm, want to know. You're supposed we, to care about this person. Yeah, They just want to know, like, hey, are we looking in the right place? Please ask your son. Are we even looking in the right place? Like, give us something. Give us anything. Um, and then so he wouldn't make himself available to investigators. He issued a statement through a lawyer. Now they don't even know where he is. Also, Gabby Petito's mom got a text message from Gabby Petito's phone on August 30th saying no cell service in Yosemite. You obviously know how far Yosemite is. Yosemite is in California. Correct. Correct. So now this dude is missing. They found his girl dead. There was a, a, a DV incident. They had been engaged, and then they had called the engagement off, but were still dating and went on this cross-country road trip together. And the Bruh. only reason the only reason they even knew where to look uh, was because some random dash camera caught the van. And that family, the vlogging family, was from Florida. And the only reason they even remembered seeing a van is because it had a Florida plate. And they're like, oh, we're from Florida. So then they went back and they were like, maybe that's the van. And it was. Bro, I need a Dateline. Bro, I need I need a podcast. I'm listening to this. When somebody podcasts this, did one of these true crime podcasts, I'm listening to to this. This but don't is you all, Don't you also think it's horrible because it is one of those things that's like extremely compelling, but like somebody in real life is going through this shit right now. Like they are their lives are ruined. Bro, it, it's the, the idea of not having answers. I don't know if there's a worse thing than that is not having answers. Oh, God. Oh, yuck. Oh. So now we just got like, we got to know if this guy who had been like spending the last two years trying to become some type of outdoor, I don't know, survivalist or like, or, or whatever, but he's got a lot of experience just out and about in the backwoods areas of different places. Are you going to find him? Are you ever going to get any answers? Because if they never find him, they're never going to know anything. Do you know how easy it is for people who are like naked and afraid people uh, like survivalists on a loan to survive, especially if they're near like, you know, if they can get to the city too, and you know, and pick up some, you know, uh, some additional things like they, they can live out there for months, years. Look at, the, the way Timothy McVeigh was living, he can live out there until people forget. And then he can go but, to Canada, go here, there. Like, there's a lot of freaking options, dude. At some point, though, you do need like a network of people because remember, like Eric Rudolph got caught because he was trying to break into people's homes to get some food. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Um... Was it Eric Rudolph? Whoever whoever actually did the Centennial Park bombing. Yeah. I think I might. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like this is a giant world full of cameras and there's nowhere left to hide anymore. But I am telling you, from living in the desert desert in Arizona and from living in northern Wyoming, y- if you don't want to be found, there's still ways to. Yeah, but you but found. you have to be out there like you can't hide in a big city. There, there, there are too many cameras in Los Angeles for you to be hiding in Los Angeles for very long. Unless you have a connect to where you can live in a basement or or Saddam Hussein in a hole under the house somewhere. Like, yeah, you, you got to be you, you got to be out in like a like a homeless tent city or something like that where there aren't people that are watching television. And, and yeah, yep, absolutely. And some of them do. So you would still get caught. All Especially right. if there's a reward. Yep. Well, that was a sad-ass story. 
that we don't have an ending to. So, guess we should cheer everybody up with the best of social media. Now, 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 now. here's the best of social media. The best of social media is literally where we show you the best things from social media. Uh, the first thing is there was the greatest comeback in high school ever in football. There was a team that was down. There was, what, a minute and five seconds left to go in a game. Uh, what's, what's the name of the team from Arizona? I forgot the damn name of the team, Ralph. But, but you know because they're from Arizona. What are we talking about here? Why, why can't you remember a team's name from Arizona? Are you having memory issues? No, I just know that you, you for sure know that. It, well, I know the team. They were playing Bishop Gorman, a national powerhouse out of Las Vegas. And they were playing some little school uh, from Arizona who wears black, silver and white. And the black, silver and white team from Arizona was down Six, 17 points with a minute and five seconds left. They kicked the field goal, got two onside kicks, and won the damn football game. It was probably one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen. You don't have to. You don't. You don't have to struggle to remember their name. They're named after the most popular uh, uh, Broadway play of of our lifetimes. Hamilton. Cats. Cats. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Got to get your, got to get your right hand man back. What is their, what is their nickname? The Huskies. Oh, you know, when people think uh, middle of the desert in Arizona, they think snow dogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, was that the most improbable thing that you've seen? I mean, and this, and their quarterback was limping around like Jake Hayner from Fresno State. He was yeah, looking around. Yeah. He threw up after he caught a snap. It was an incredible set of events. And truthfully, being on the losing end of a comeback like that, like a half-court shot loss or something, dude, that is one of the most devastating things you never, ever, ever forget it. Yeah, true. So my history with Hamilton High School uh, is I grew up in Chandler, Arizona. I got my start in sports media covering high school football teams in Chandler, Arizona. Hamilton opened what would have been my freshman year of high school. And I asked my parents if I could go there. I was like, hey, can I go to the brand new school in town? Because recalling another story from a previous Rice to Wrong, I was told that I wouldn't make it at the other school in town. Yes. Yeah, so, because- <laughs> so you guys can go on YouTube if you want to see the clip. Uh, where Ralph got beat up by uh, a, a kid in a foxy brown backpack. Yeah. So going back to that story where our friend Clarence had told me that if I went to Chandler, I was uh, um, done for. I went to my parents and I was like, hey, all my friends are going to the brand new high school across town. Can I go? And they said, well, how far is each one? And I said, well, we live three miles from Chandler High. We live three and a half miles from Hamilton. So can I go? And they told me, you it's missed the bus. Far. They, they said, you missed the bus so often, and we're not taking you, that you should probably go to the one that's a shorter walk. <laughs> so so <gasps> the, high school, the high school that I went to was determined by... A uh, half a mile? By a half a mile and me missing the bus in junior high a few times. Wow. So all my friends end up going to this school 
Hamilton and I went to Chandler and they were rivals, right? Yep. Um, because there had only been one school in the city for the longest time. And now there's two. And w- after one year where there, there weren't even seniors at Hamilton that first year. So after one year, the thing that put Hamilton on the map is one of the Chandler football players transferred from Chandler to Hamilton. Do you okay. care to, to guess who that was? Who? T sizzle. Terrell. Oh, Suggs. Terrell sucks. Yeah, Terrell Suggs made huge waves by leaving Chandler and going to Hamilton, where they put him at halfback. He ran for twenty seven hundred yards. Dude, and then do you realize how old you you are calling him a halfback? You you might as well be you know Lou Holtz. Yeah, 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 man. We put our halfback out there. Well, here's the deal: the high school I went to ran a wing tee. Oh, so, ter- so you're actually using proper terminology. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so ter- damn. So. So in our system, it again. In our system, Terrell Suggs was a wing slash fullback, and he he was not getting a lot of carries. So he went over to uh, Hamilton, where they were going to give him the ball thirty times a game. That kicked off Hamilton beating Chandler seventeen times in a row, <laughs> and becoming this giant powerhouse, nationally ranked. Sent a bunch of players to uh, play college football, and ultimately the NFL. Terrell Suggs obviously going to be an NFL famer and all that stuff. So my experience with Hamilton goes way, way, way back. They, uh, them being on national TV is actually part of my other like job Arizona varsity. I had three people out covering that game and it looked pretty bleak there for a minute. It was 24 to seven with a minute 10 left in the game. 24 to seven with a minute 10 left in the game. Have you ever, ever seen Somebody scored 18 points in less than 60 Bro, seconds. Bro, never. They went for two, which is just, just there. I would have went for two too. You're like everything's going going right. Of course, we'll get this two yeah. point conversion. And it was Nico Markiel, Nico Markiel, their quarterback. He moved here from Colorado in the face of the whole you know pandemic thing and everything like that. Moved. He he's played the last two years at Hamilton. He is committed to West Virginia, so another Pac-12 area quarterback leaving to to to, to go to the other side of the country. And he, uh, he he's a pretty good player, and obviously now he's going to be a household name for people who pay attention because this was on SportsCenter and everything else. He was bleeding from the elbow and the mouth, and right before the two-point conversion, he threw up on the ball. Yes, so he couldn't even probably throw it anyway. Yeah, so he pukes on the ball, um, and then he, uh, he he's able to run it in 25-24. They end up getting the win. And yeah, 18 points in less than 60 seconds to beat what was considered to be the best secondary in the country and one of the top 10 teams in the country, Bishop Gorman. Pretty cool. Uh, you have people making fun of Bishop Gorman, calling him Bishop Sycamore and everything like that, which sucks because Bishop Gorman had the perfect game plan. They dominated the entire game, and then they just got Reggie Millard at the end. Like, what are you supposed to do? You're when supposed can- to recover the onside kick. I saw the way that they've tried to recover the onside kick. It was not a lot of courage there. Have you but- ever, have you ever seen anybody do an onside that way though? Yes. Build a wall around it and back up until the ball falls into your hands. Yep. I've never seen that before. That seems like the perfect way to onside kick. Yeah, but the problem is, is that they have created rules in most states and in college football and the NFL that don't allow you to do that. That don't allow you to like overweight one side. Yes, correct. So you, so you have to have at least four people on each side of the kick, 
which which they may have done because they were boxed in. But then you can't all like charge in a small area. Yeah, they ran ahead of the ball, turned their back and backed up. So there was just a. So the ball was coming toward them and they were backing up into it. I just that that whole thing seemed brilliant, but you still had to get down the field and score, which they hadn't done since the first drive. And they did it twice. They did it twice because they were playing defense like UCLA was against Fresno State. So what do you think about what do you what do you think about how that bus ride back to Las Vegas went? Bro, I don't bus ride. Nope. Nope. I took my own kid, kid home and smacked him on the way back. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I'm joking. Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. The next best thing from social media. This is the Baltimore Ravens last night with a tribute to Michael K. Williams, the actor who played uh, Omar. Omar? Omar. Yeah, Omar, o- Omar from the, the Wire. And Omar used to whistle all the time. So everybody knew Omar was coming and they gave him a special tribute. How dope was that? That was cool, man. I would keep that whistle indefinitely. For sure. For sure. I, uh, especially after winning. Yeah, because everybody knows what it is. It's so Baltimore, everything. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, I showed that to my wife and she cried and that made me cry a little bit. And so that's that's fun. I don't. Man, I I would have used to be embarrassed by that. But ever since I had a daughter, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. over, man. There, I'm that there's dumb nothing and, wrong with man, man, man. Tears make everybody else cry. So yeah, that that the, when when somebody put out a tweet the other day that was the 20th anniversary of Hardball. Oh my god! Just a tweet. Oh. Just the, just the tweet had me choking up. Oh my god! I'm, like, not, remembering I'm not talking about Hardball. I cannot talk about Hardball. Nope. Nope. I, no. I won't even is, watch Hardball again. No, no, no. Who watches that movie for pleasure? You saw that. Uh, anybody who has watched the movie Hardball more than once, something is it's wrong. A masochist. Who would watch that movie more than once? Imagine having to edit that movie and you've watched the movie like 30,000 times. You're like, I, I, I can't anymore. I'm dead inside. All right. Um, next thing up. Uh, this is so Cleveland. Like that was so Baltimore. This is so Cleveland. Goddamn, shout a cut nigga. Nigga came through with the ugh and got hit. Goddamn, cut. Who came through in the little dirty Honda Civic? Fuck my nigga shit up, cut. Bumper hanging and shit. They left the bit running, cut. Airbag, cut. Nigga, how about that bitch and left, shout Goddamn, cut. You got to watch him the good old time and shit, man. Bald ass tire shot, he wasn't going nowhere. That's why he got smacked, cut. He tried to bend the corner, nigga wasn't going nowhere. Nigga was spinning right there in the middle of the street, shot. Oh, oh, shit, cut. Goddamn, oh, shit, shot the cut. Hey, cut, we got the goddamn, cut, we got the goddamn miniature, miniature car here, shot. What the fuck going on, cut? Only in Cleveland, shot. Cut, that bitch running. Oh, shit, and he sliding that bitch, shot the cut. That bitch running off of three AAA batteries, shot. That bit running off. <laughs> That's Dude. quite a video. Yes, I should have told you guys, excuse the language, but uh, bro, he's driving in the middle of the street in a damn go kart that looks like a damn uh, a, a NASCAR, except yeah. for it's the size of a go kart. 
that it, that was already like a, a very compelling video <laughs> of like, hey, this because they got hit and run. I'm assuming yep. he was in the car that got hit and run. So he's out just making a video of like, hey, like <laughs> look at what just happened. And then you and then you almost have two accidents while he's and he manages to perfectly film the two accidents you almost have. And then into sight comes this mini car <laughs> running off like a chainsaw two stroke engine. <laughs> And then that guy flips a Yui and pulls up and asks people what's happening. Like, we shouldn't all have questions for him. Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you mean what's happening? What are you doing here? Exactly, bro. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, the next best thing from social media is uh, this is uh, Ralph was excited about this because the Arizona Cardinals won yesterday, but Kyler Murray, who is a miniature NFL player, <laughs> pocket pocket size, sorry, pocket size NFL player, he got down on the ground, cross-legged, and did like a yoga pose. And then uh, people on social media, they thought it was great because they said he looks like Baby Yoda. And <laughs> it was it was spot on. Was there anything <laughs> more on. spot on? <laughs> it's messed up. It's messed up. Come on now. Yep. That's a, right. that's a grown man. That's a grown man who is it's taller grown, than me. That's a grown baby man. Um, He's taller than I am. He's taller than I am. I, what I don't respect is that I've noticed a lot more people calling him five foot ten. He's not five foot ten. No, he's not. No. We, we, we have combine numbers on this. Yes. He's five How, foot nine. Right. Yep. Right. That's it. All right. Um, next thing is Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay. He deleted this tweet. We going undefeated. <laughs> Bro, like, if you said it, own it. Don't delete. I'm not a tweet deleter. If I said it, I'm standing by it. Period. All right. Uh, the next they're thing. Too, they're too close to 0-2 for him to even fire off that tweet in the first place. The last thing from the best of social media is this is from one Mrs. Aaron Amsden, who is Ralph's oh, wife. Come on. <laughs> come on. So if you guys were on the last show at Man. the very beginning, go listen to the beginning of last show if you missed it. So we were having technical difficulties with Ralph's microphone. And then he goes crazy. He throws his chair, breaks another pair of headphones and then she put up a gift of somebody going and she said this is my, my husband when technology isn't proper <laughs> and she is 100% right comment I don't have anything to say because I'm calm because I remain calm in all situations <laughs> let, let your headphones not start working he's like I did the same thing George I'm clicking the button I am going over here I'm doing the and I know what the hell you do over there but you're trying to explain dude it was the funniest I'm trying to provide thing. i'm trying to provide to you clear and consistent communication with which you could do your job which is <laughs> elevate this show uh, all right guys that's right or wrong for today peace out catch you guys later man at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.